Welcome. So this week we're going to do Pasha Shlach. Shlach's the Pasha of the Miraglim, the tragic story of the Miraglim, why we ended up in the Midbar for 40 years. So the Pasuk starts, Shlach Lecha Anoshim. Shlach Lecha Anoshim. Send for yourself Anoshim, people. So Rashi says, Shlach Lecha Ledaitcha. If you want to, you could send. The Banisham did not tell him to send Miraglim. Ani eni mitzavalachah. Mtirtze shlach. If you want to, you can. Fishabo Yisrael Bramalu, Bamru, Nishlacha, Nashamu Fanainu. So the people wanted to have Miraglim. So he said, okay, listen, if you want, you could send Miraglim, but I'm not telling you to send Miraglim. And in the end, there was a disaster. The Miraglim, it didn't work. They came and they said, Lashon Hara, and, uh, and uh, then the people, uh, there were guys that they should have to die in the Midbar, and terrible things happened. Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to, according to the Pasuk in Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to come into Israel because of the Miraglim, which we'll speak about that at a different time. So, so it wasn't a good idea. But we read it in the Haftarah, Yeshua sends Miraglim. So, you know, I think everyone asks this question. What were they thinking? You know, Moshe Rabbeinu had a disaster with the Miraglim. They should go and uh, be spies and go check out the land. So what is, uh, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu said that it didn't work. So maybe he should have realized that it's not a good idea. It's taking a very big risk. So, I'd like to, there are different, different answers given. I'd like to suggest an answer. You know, what was the problem with them? Why, why, why should they not have sent Miraglim? Because of the Shev Betochem, the Rabbani Shalom took them out of Mitzrayim. He's taken them through the Midbar. Took him the Kriyas Yamsov, he gave them money, everything. Rabban Shalom is leading them. So Rabban Shalom is going to take him to Eretz Yisrael. We'll take him to Eretz Yisrael. Why, why do they have to? Well, do what he says. You go here, you go there. I mean, why do you need to go send Miraglim? You have to have Betochen. But um, a person, let's say, is going to have an operation. So he has betochen, you know, he goes in operation, he has betochen, he'll be fine. However, however, if you take his blood pressure before he goes into the operating room, it will be elevated. It will. Because a human being, a mensch is a mensch, you know, a person to be at that level where you have such profound betochen that your blood pressure doesn't go up and you have no that you, 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 you don't have any kind of zitter in your heart, that is a very, very big madrega. People cannot be expected to have such a madrega. Can't be expected. But you go in, you go, you do it, and you're fine, and you... you but the mindset, you know, the heart clapped a whistle. That's the way, that's the way a person is, and the Rebunsham doesn't demand more from you. Now, the question is, what did the Miraglim want? Klausel wanted to send Miraglim. What was the purpose of the Miraglim? What were they supposed to find out? What information were they supposed to bring back? 
So if you look, over here it doesn't say. It says they said Miraglim. But we look in the Devarim, Devarim it does say. It says, Vatikrvun Alai Kulchem. You all came to Moshe Rabbeinu's talking, his uh, long soliloquy. Vatikrvun Alai Kulchem, Vatoimru, and you said, Nishlachan Nashman Funenu, Viachpulonis Ares, let's send people, they'll check out the land. Viachuvois on the Dover. They'll tell us some things, some information. Which road should we take to go in? Which derech should we take to go in? Which cities should we attack? Now we have to have a, a plan. How are we going to conquer this land? So, you know, this is what generals always do. They make a strategy. We can go this way and that way. We're going to capture first this city and that city and that will give us a a position, then we'll be able to capture the other cities, which is not so easy to capture. Let's make a plan. So they're going to send, so they send the Miraglim to tell us which cities should we target, the first cities, and which road should we take? Should we come in to the, to the east or to the west? I don't know. What, what should we do? Which way should we go? That's what they said. That is a very big lack in Betochen because Rabban Shalom will tell you where to go. You'll have the manik if it'll be Yeshua or be Moshe. Maybe you would have made it without the miraglim. It says that, uh, or, or Yeshua, whoever it is, the Rebbeinu will tell him what to do, and you're going to go that way. What's the, so that's that's a lack of betochen. But what was the story with Yeshua? What did what, what did those miraglim have to find out? Uh, let's find it. So really, it doesn't. The whole story just says it sends Miraglim. Doesn't say what the purpose was. Just tells you the whole story. Miraglim, Rachav. But the last pasuk tells us, the Yomrul Yeshua. The Miraglim came back, and they told him, in Hashem We are going to conquer this whole land Hashem is giving to us. All the defenders are shivering in fright. Because, because we're coming. They didn't come to tell them that uh, this is what you, that what you do. But Lamai said, you're going in to conquer the land and you're going to be shaking. You're going to go on the field and you're going to have to fight. Of course, Hashem is going to help you. And you're going to stick your swords into them and you're going to do it and it's going to work, right? But inside, you're worried. If you know that the other side is shivering in fear, that will make you feel better. That will baruyug you. That will make you, okay, fine, we're going to go. So for that, it was all right to send Miraglim. They were not trying to figure out what to do and what to, what to, instead of Hashem telling them what to do. They were just trying to mollify the people. You're going, and Hashem's going to tell you where to go, and you're going to go where He's going to tell you, and everything. But, but if you're shaking inside, you don't have to shake so much because those people just push over us. They're scared out of their wits. And the Maigu Kala, the Maigu Kalia shows the tornado, and they're all just going to fall over in front of you. So, really, you don't have to be nervous. This is what he told them. Okay. Now, that was the second Rashi. Now, let's go to the first Rashi. Shlach Lcha Anashim. 
Lama Nismacha Pashas Meraglim Le Pashas Miriam. Why is the Pasha Meraglim, like in the end of, of Baloischa, we had the story of Miriam, she spoke Lashonhara, the Tsaras, and right away comes Pashas Meraglim. Why does it come next to it? So, the I mean, the mice of Miriam happened in Chatzairais. They went from Chatzairais and they went to. Midbar Paran, and the Maisel Meraglim happened in Midbar Paran. So it was, we know Ein Mugdam Mocha Betoira, things are not, you know, there's not necessarily chronological, but if something is chronological, it's not a kasha. First it was the Maisel Meraglim, the Maisel Meraglim happened afterwards. So, one story, the next story. What's the kasha? Lama Nismacha. To teach you, because she spoke Lashon Hara, and uh, you spoke Lashon, you didn't learn from her lesson. But what's the question? It was next. So the Sifta Chachamim says that the mice of Kaira happened before the mice of the Miragla. And he has a Raya. The Raya is from Devorim. It says like this, the first Pasuk in Devarim. Bemidbar Baravim Mul Suf, Bein Poron, Bein Teufel, Vachatseirais. So what is Chatseirais? This is the beginning of his Musa, this is this is Musa Baramiza. The Dizov, that's the Eagle, he's not saying exactly what it is, just, just bring Marams to it. What is Chatseirais? Chatseirais, Rashi, the Machlekas of Kairach was in Chatzeres. Chatzeres was, the Miriam was in Chatzeres. They left Chatzeres and they came to, they came to Midwapara and that's where Miraglam happened. Rashi seems to be saying that the Machlekas of Kairach happened in Chatzeres. So before the whole mice of Miraglam, well, before they left Chatzeres, and they moved to and they moved to Mizbaporon. At that point, the Maisa of Koirach happened. I mean, it's a little bit difficult to say this because you look at the Psukim that she got at Saras and and but Sogim Miriam Chusamach Neshivas Yomim Vam Leinosa Deos of Miriam that caused her waited for her. Maisa happened, but she had to be in Sogor for Segura for seven days. So Klaus sort of waited for her for seven days to go. It would seem to be that as soon as, uh, according, if you say the Maisa of Korach happened uh, in Chatzairais, it had to happen during those seven days. After the story of Miriam, but not the whole story, after the beginning of the story, and during those seven days, that's when the Maisa of Korach happened. Which is like you know, it's not, it's not much more like that, but but Bemison, if you look in Kairach, you look in Kairach, Rashi says Mufurish. Yishma Moshe vayipol alponov. Yishma Moshe vayipol alponov. Pasuk Dalid. Yipol alponov. Mitnei amachloikes. Yipol alponov. Mitnei amachloikes. Shekvar ze biyodom tzircha in the Rafi. This is the fourth time that they messed up. Chotu be'egel, that's number one. Ve'echal Moshe. 
The second sirchan was the Mesoinim. Bimiraglim is the third one. And by Machlekes of Kairach, which is the fourth time, he had no Kairach anymore. So Rashi says Mefurish, that that Kairach was Sirchen Revi, that it happened after the Miraglam. So, the Sivchachamim notices this, and he says that this Rashi is not going, this, this Rashi is not going with the Rashi in the Borim. That this was like, Chalukim in Rashi. Rashi in Meraglim is going with, in, in the Shlach, is going with the Rashi in Devorim. This Rashi is not going with the Rashi in Devorim. Okay. So I would like to say a different shot. After the Barsha Meraglim, it says like this. He told them, you know, you're, gonna, you're all going to die here. But Midbarazeh, you're so worried. But Midbarazeh, Yiplu pigrechem v'chalp kudechem, you're all gonna die. Benesrim v'mala, imatam tavoy l'orz hashen nasasi esyadi shakin eschem ba. Nobody's gonna come. You're all gonna die. Only kolav yifuna and Yeshua benun. V'tapchem shamatam levaz. You worry that they're gonna that your 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 children will be harmed. Levaz yir that you thought they'll be harmed. But v'yosiyah is some v'yadon sorry. Your children will come. You're you're finished. You're not coming. You're all going to die. Okay, so now after the Meraglim, the next parsha. What's the next parsha? The parsha of Nisochim. Edabr shaman Moshe Leimer, Dabr l'bnei Yisrael v'marta aleyim, ki savoyu al-eretz Moshe v'seichem, asher ani nois l'chem, when you come to Eretz Yisrael, v'asisam isha l'ashem, v'ikr v'mak v'korbanoi, and you should bring also v'yayin l'nesach, r'viyah se'entas halo'ilah. Now when you bring the korbanos, you have to bring the Sachem together with the Korbanas. This is the Pasha of Nesachem. So Rashi says like this, Kisavoyul Oretz, Rashi, Biser Lahem Sheyichnisul Oretz. He told them that they're going to come into the land. He gave them a Psura, that you, maybe uh, you, you're not going to go to Eretz Yisrael. So he gave them a Psura that they're going to come to Eretz Yisrael. It's going to happen. They're going to come to Eretz Yisrael. But as I just, right before we saw, and the Pasuk says, V'tapchem ha-shamartam levaziyah, v'avivesi oisam, v'yodu ha-sorez, ha-shamastam ba. This land that you rejected, your children will come there. So so he told them already, your children are going to come. Why is this a psura? He says, What is he ta- What kind of psura is this? This psura he gave them already. He told them before that your children are going to come to Eretz Yisrael. So I think, that the parsh of Nesachim was said before the before the story of the Miraglim. At that point, there was after the Mesoinim, so they didn't know if they lost the schos to go to their stroll or not. So then, and then the parsh of Nesachim was said, said ki when you come to Eretz Yisrael, then you're going to bring the Sachim. Ah, so the Bansham told them they're going to come. This is a psura that they're going to come. And afterwards, Afterwards, the story of the Miraglim happened. After the Pasha of Nesachim was given to Kal Yisrael, then the story of the Miraglim happened. And then what happened? So he told them, listen, you do, do one, I gave you a psori commentary to Yisrael, but you lost it. The ones that are, the, the adults are all going to die. 
and the young ones, they will come. That's what the Pasuk is telling you. So, Korach happened later. Korach happened later. But Loma Nismacha, why is Pashas Meraglam next to Pashas Miriam? Because it is out of order. Because Pashas Nesachim, which you could tell by the Psura, what came before the Pasha, before the Pasha of Meraglam. But what do we do with the Rashi in, in Nevarim? Chatseris Rashi says, Machlaika Shal Korach. Machlaika Shal Korach was not a Chatseris. I don't know exactly where it was, but it wasn't Kailasa, wherever. But it wasn't, it wasn't in Chatseris. It was after they came to Paran. And I'll say like this. That Tal Yisrael was very, very troublesome. They always were, were after Moshe Rabbeinu complaining and, and harassing him and saying, why do you do this and why do you do that and we're, gonna, you know, we're not going to have what to eat, we're not going to have what to drink. It was constant harassment, Moshe. However... They never challenged his authority. Never challenged his authority. You're Moshe Rabbeinu, you're the leader. It's your job, you know. And what are we going to eat? Why do you bring us here? You don't have enough kvarim in, in, in Mitzrayim. This, you know, always have complaints. Always complaints. But a complaint is not a rebellion. They didn't rebel. They didn't, they didn't challenge his authority. Who was the first one to challenge Moshe's authority? Miriam. Miriam said, why are you better than us? Miriam challenged his authority. She was the first one to challenge his authority. So when she challenged his authority, then those people that wanted to rebel, Kairach, who really was itching to rebel, but how's he going to rebel? Moshe had, you know, Moshe has, he's the authority. You can't rebel against Moshe. So, but, ah. Once Miriam rebelled against Moshe, she challenged, she didn't quite rebel, but she challenged his authority. At that point, Kairach already started, the wheels started turning. The conspiracy was born. Okay, so now how are we going to topple Moshe from authority? How are we going to undermine Moshe's authority? That whole process began in Chatseres. It didn't blow up into the open until the mice of Kairach. At the end, what they really... They, they, they really made a rebellion. They did. But the seeds of the rebellion were planted in Chatseris when Miriam challenged Moshe's authority. So that's why Chatseris, over there in Devarim, in, uh, in, in he says, that's where it was born. It didn't happen till later. Lomanisvacha is talking about something else. Lomanisvacha means the Pasha of Nesachim should have been said before the Pasha of Raglam, because you see that there's a Psura here, something which already were told a page before. One more thing. So what did he do? Rashi says. He quieted the people, he said, wait, I'm going to say something. So they wanted to hear what he's going to say. How did he get them to hear, to listen? Tzavach v'yomer, he said, Is this the only thing that Ben Amram did for us? This is the only thing? So right away they thought, He thinks that he's going to speak against them. They all quieted down. Okay, let's see what he has to say. What is his going to be uh, his uh, his uh, 
bad things that he has to say about Moshe. Omar, he said, like Carl on Sayyam, Bard on Samban, Vigas on Sashvach, as a slav. So that's what he said. But that's how he got them. So what did he say? What did he say that made them think that he's going to say something bad about Moshe? He said, Ben Amram. Ben Amram. So apparently it looks like that because he said Ben Amram, that made them think that he is, uh, that, that he's going to say something bad. Now, what does Ben Amram mean? Why, why is that mean he's going to say something bad? Said Ben Amram. So uh, a boy once told me, I'm not I'm going to change the names, but he told me, when I do something good, my Rebbe says, Chesky. But when I do not so good, he says, Moskowitz, where's the place? You know? <laughs> he says, you call me my last name. That means, very cute. But, uh, but that's not the shot over here. Um, ben Amram, right? So what's the thing? So you think Ben Amram somehow is something negative. But if you look before, in Pasha's B'Shalach, he said, and, and he's going to chase after you, and then I'm going to make his uh, wheels heavy. What does mean? Rashi says, to give the Shvach of Klal Yisrael, they listened to him, and they didn't say, how come, how could we, I mean, they, Moshe Rabbeinu told them to travel towards the Mitzrayim to go next to them. They should have said, you know, what, we're going to go next to them? They want to kill us. No, they didn't say that. They didn't say, we have to run away. Whatever Ben Amram tells us, we accept it. So here, Ben Amram is actually not a gnos. He's saying a mila. Ben Amram, whatever Ben Amram says, if he says we should put ourselves in harm's way, we're going to do it. We don't question. Everything is great. So here, Ben Amram is is a shvach, and here it's a gnai. What's the difference? I think of shots like this. Until at this point, at this point, in in Bishalach, Kali Yisrael did not have a long experience with Moshe. They didn't have a long experience with him. He never, you know, he came and he brought Makas on Mitzrayim, and the Makas didn't come on Kali Yisrael, very good. But they, he did not ever save them in trouble. He didn't, he, he didn't have a long experience with him. He just came and he took them out. So now he's telling them to put themselves in harm's way. <laughs> why should we listen to him? So the reason why you should listen to him is because Amram was the Godel Ador. Amram was the man of Mitzrayim for, all the, for many, many years. And everybody knew Amram. So if Moshe is Ben Amram, so we should do it because even though Moshe we don't know so much. But since he's Ben Amram, so that's his Yichas. He's, he's Ben Amram's son. He's Amram's son. So Mela, we should we should listen to what he says. However, at this point, at this point, you know, he's taken them already through the Amsof and he's brought in the Mon and he's done all these things. So he has his own credibility now. 
Why do you need, uh, why, why do you, you don't, at this point he's Moshe. At this point there's no reason to follow him because of his father. Follow him because of himself. He has a very good track record. So why do you call him Ben Amram? Apparently you're trying to denigrate him, trying to belittle him. Moshe is not a big deal. He's only Ben Amram. Ah, oh, so they figured, oh, he's going to go say Agnos. That's what Chilik is in here and over there. Thank you very much, and I uh, hope to see you again next week.